Everyone good? Yes. Good as in I have clapped, yes. Works for me. <laughs> good but we enough. didn't ask about your personal well-being. Bad. Actually, that's not sure I had the entire week off. Lucky fucker. Nice. That's why it was bad? You were left alone with your own thoughts? No, it's great. I did so much shit. BTOS. I gotta do that, too. I haven't taken vacation since I got back from leave, and I'm like, I need a fucking week off. Does unemployment count as vacation? Yes. No. If unemployment doesn't count, I don't think I've taken a vacation since, um... 2016 or earlier. Take a goddamn vacation. Yeah, seriously. You are listening to Boku No Stop, an anime podcast. I'm your host, Sybil Arnett, and with me is... Matt. Garrett. And Chris. And today we're talking about Code Geass, episodes 13 through 14. A lot of content warnings for today's batch. We've got suicidal tendencies, in-your-face war crimes, one-on-one-on-one gun violence, and blatant mind control and manipulation as rape allegory, up to screams. So... Yeah, maybe skip this one if you need. Mm-hmm. Last time, intentionally or not, Lelouch and the Black Knights basically sealed the fate of the JLF when the Battle of Narita went tits up, handing in a bloody stalemate for the Black Knights and Cecilia's forces, with the JLF's main base being ruined, all of their reinforcements destroyed, and sending the remaining members scattering to the four winds. However, the Kyoto group wasn't finished yet, meeting with the Knights to discuss an alliance and support. The tipping point was Lelouch revealing himself to the group's representative, a longtime Japanese nationalist who knew him pre-Lampe Rouge, and it earned them a glowing recommendation of, if this dude is in charge, you get all the money. Nobody hates Britannia more than your boy Zero. Also, Shirley's dad died at Narita, and she's pretty fucked up about that right now. Mm-hmm. So before we kick off, Matt, you've been off for a few episodes. Uh, anything yeah. to say about the last four? Okay, can I just say that I can't believe that the drug in this show is basically member berries. (laughs) Fuck you. (laughs) Why? (laughs) It's what it is. It's remember when things were better. I'm so mad. I can't refute that. (laughs) I I had forgotten what member berries were until it was, they, they were like, um, they were mentioned on another podcast that I was listening to. And I was like, Oh, I forgot about the, holy shit. It's what's going on. in Gias. That is very, very funny. Um, other than that, like there were some really good action bits in here. Like uh, some of the some of the duels, I was like, oh, wow, actually, they animated the shit out of this. Uh, pretty impressive. Uh, beyond that, like, I mean, look, the show's been better on this half than like the front half that we've covered, at least for me, because it's starting to kind of dial in what it's doing. But 
yeah, I guess we'll get into get into this. <laughs> so we start with episode 13, Shirley at Gunpoint. And this is the debut of the second OP, uh, Indecipherable by Jin. And uh, there's also a new um, you know, ending as well, uh, this episode. Now, the thing is, I like had like the biggest whiplash with this because I first turned off and I'm like, ooh, that's a nice dirty strat toad. And then the rest of the music came in and went, this sounds like ass. <laughs> like I everything sounds like it's one like, more. <laughs> there's because just no. The time, I skipped through this and all I know about it is that it contains the incredible lyric about shaving my face. And that's yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that I hated the three seconds that I heard skipping through it. Oh, this is J Butt Rock as hell. I love it. I honestly didn't remember this existed. The first one is so good. It is. The first one exists. The, the the problem is that like the vocals and especially the drums have absolutely zero ambiance to it. It's extremely flat and dry in a way that sounds really amateur, but also like not in like the fun lo-fi amateur. It just sounds bad. Get a little fucking fucking bright Edo over here. Not enough ambience <laughs> in my drums. <laughs> No, there's just it's like the flattest snare you have ever heard. Just at, like drier than Ben Shapiro's wife. <laughs> uh, I also have to remember to at some point, maybe I'll do it right here. Just cut in. There's apparently a third OP that they used for the rebroadcast of the first season. So they just mm. licensed a third song entirely. I need to hear what that sounds like. Really? That's interesting. Yeah, yeah they Probably changed bad. opening and ending. Apologies, dear listener, but I did misspeak on this episode. There are actually four different opening and endings, uh, one for each half of the season, on the rebroadcast. Because I said I would splice the first in, here it is. Dice by Flow. At some point, probably before next recording, I need to watch the dumb uh, recap movies that make these episodes pointless. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I, I still say it's it's less jarring of a change than going to maximum the hormone for the second part of Death Note. Oh, no, <laughs> that, that, that a, part's sweet. I didn't like it. I mean, I've I've cut it's grown on me, but it's also it's just really the wrong bad. toad for that show. It's really bad. It's They're bad better on show, Chainsaw Man. That's all I'll say. That's true. You know, sh- shout outs to how it's Hero Week on Boku No Stop. Teddy K was in our last show a lot. And now we're <laughs> going to talk about the chairman this episode. Very mm-hmm. exciting. Also, we could probably get the Iron Sheik in here, too. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? There's all of our heroes in one spot. <laughs> it was very good timing considering I just finished the, the Vince McMahon Behind the Bastards series. We'll talk about a better podcast on your podcast, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> Look, then I can't talk about any podcast. Wow. What can you do? <laughs> Crowder has a podcast, right? We could discuss that. <laughs> <laughs> We're just trying to set the bar low so that we don't disappoint anyone but ourselves. Anyway, so you think that there's a new animation to go with it, but no, it's the exact same opening 
uh, with just a few more characters visible that have been added over time. And anyway, we kick it off at uh, Joseph Finette's funeral. Really high energy opening here. Uh, so they put Shirley's dad into the ground and the crowd disperses, leaving the girl alone with the... Uh, <laughs> the non <laughs> the, 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 the sightful members of the student council. <laughs> Wait, Lelouch wasn't there and he can see. He's, he is also, there. Also, did we is really he? skip over the part where when they start throwing dirt out at his wife, she screams, stop, he's been buried enough? Oh, yeah. that was amazing. I, that was so I good. I debated it. I didn't know if Jesus we should add Christ, that, but yes. Dude. Well, because he was buried alive. This whole yeah. family has some real fucking trauma about dirt it, now. Look, it says a lot about the excesses of capitalism that we would waste the money to unbury him and then bury him in a different spot. Let's be real. We unburied him because we needed the office building. <laughs> That's right. yeah, you need to clear That's the space. Right. Making a wee work. <laughs> uh, Look, nightmare but... frames were expensive. They had to get it back. Mm, mm, mm. <sighs> so anyway, yeah, Lelouch is there. He doesn't say anything. He looks like he's got like the whole like That's eyes right. covered by his hair thing. And I double checked it. Dark. He had the emo hair going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah uh, he, he's uh, sad. Uh, because anime hair is like a dog in Minecraft where you can tell how healthy <laughs> they are by how limp it is. What? Oh, did you not know in Minecraft a wolf's health is indicated by how high their low their tail is? And that's no, what anime I've never hair is. That. That's what anime hair is. You can tell their the mental health fuck? by that. <laughs> oh, so that's why when you go Super Saiyan, you you're just you're like you're just depression is. That's right. When you- that's right. <laughs> it, uh-huh. And. Also, shout out to Code Geass for proving that anime hair has bones in it, because when a guy gets shot in the <laughs> hair, it flings him down the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> the anime hair bones are real and an HP meter. Very insightful Look, when episodes. You put, when you put that much, that much gel in your hair, it's going to be really solid. You know, and then you're top heavy. My favorite thing about My Hero Academia is that it's like, yeah, everyone does have anime hair, but here's some scenes of people doing it with product. They just have regular person hair and then do it into anime hair. That rocks. <sighs> anyway, Millie is the first to try to comfort her and Shirley's being a-, a little too chipper. So the president insists that like, hey, you should have one good cry and then your grief would be over is basically what she says. Yeah. <laughs> And I'm just like, that's not how grief works. Yeah, you just emotion once and you're cured. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> you just let it all out. Just all, you know, the tears just take all of it with them. Yeah, I'm yeah, not yeah, yeah. Say anyway. anything. That was, that was pre-transition grief handling. Okay, I did one Look, cry, I'm good. That's what you learn in school. In therapy, you're just like, here's here's Requiem for a Dream. We'll watch this for an hour and a half, and then yes. you're good to go. <laughs> we should watch Requiem for a Dream. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Oh. Oh, come on. Don't you want to see the only good Jared Leto role? <laughs> it just, the, the bonus episodes just get more and more cursed as time goes on. Matt, it has uh-huh. plot relevant ass to ass. Oh. Really? Now you're selling me. Oh. No, 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 no. Oh, you don't also, know. they cut it out of the, uh, the all the versions you buy at Walmart, and it like really severely impacts the plot. Oh, yeah. oh my god. If you were to cut that scene. They wow. cut it. They just cut it. Too Good much news. Ass. I have it in 4K. Yeah. Yeah. You see every pimple on those asses. <sighs> anyway, uh, so 
We see a flashback to Shirley in the rain with Lelouch, bawling her eyes out, and she goes, no, I've I've already cried. <laughs> like, I'm already ahead of you, girl. <laughs> uh, everyone else is kind of processing uh, this in their own way. Uh, Revolves apologizes because he feels guilty that he was a Black Knight otaku and all of this then happened. Um, Shirley's going, no, no, it, it's fine. You don't need to apologize to me. And then someone does step over the line when Suzaku begins going on a whole very angry rant um, that, you know, that fucking Zero, how dare he? Because, you know, his ideals are so much better and not stupid in any way. At this point, Millie goes, hey, so take as much time as you need, Shirley, and when you feel up to it, the student council will be waiting for you. She then leads everyone away except the extra emo Lelouch who has not spoken a word. Um, We then smash cut. Um, from this to CC recovering pizzas again because Jesus, we could use a moment of levity. There's also the box yeah. with with noted cheese coon. Mm-hmm. I could go for this. Is the right one now. where they have like an idiot background model level off model person? Yeah, they're the art is really bad on both episodes this week. Back at the graveyard, both Shirley and Le- Shirley and Lelouch have no idea what to do with their feelings right now. Shirley apologizes for the kiss, saying it was wrong for her to press her feelings on him, and Lelouch is so uh, upset about the assisted manslaughter, he's just kind of completely checked out, like, yeah, it's fine, I guess. And uh, the scene ends with Shirley crying again and running away into the distance, and Lelouch just kind of standing there, like a moron. Back at the apartment, Cece begins asking Lelouch, weren't you telling Kirihara he was a pussy a week ago, Mr. Path of Blood? (laughs) And Lelouch is not having it, just sulking, ignoring his phone, telling her to shut up. But she keeps pressing. She basically turns into the Alpha Protocol stat screen. You've killed a lot of people by now, (laughs) and all of them had families, lovers, Mm -hmm. children. That one guy you knocked out for his frame is going to need medical care. I want to play Alpha Protocol now. Oh, did you not know about that? No, I did know about that, but I want to play it again now. Got it, got it. God, I would love for that to be a better game. It's messy, but I do love the... I don't know if anything has hit the reactivity save maybe Disco. Yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. Everything is so good, except for the game part. I don't know. I don't know. I like the the, the jank kind of average Mass Effect 2 knockoff shooter. The problem is if you have the wrong build, it turns the game from, all right, you sleepwalked through this to, oh, I'm in hell. Yeah, like, you try to do, like, assault rifles, that game is horrible. Yeah, as someone who dumped everything into SMGs, I know that feeling. Yep. I've not played this game. (laughs) I'm the only one who has it, apparently. It is a spy RPG where... Your three styles of response mm-hmm. to things are, God, what was it? Suave, subdued, and something. But it's basically mm-hmm. Sterling Archer, James Bond, or mm-hmm. uh, Born. Yeah, yeah, Born. Yeah, yeah. No, I remember the. Uh, I listened to the Watch Out for Fireballs audit like years and years ago. Uh, so I'm like, oh, it's on my radar. Oh, maybe someday when I get a PC, I'll play it. And now I have a PC, and I don't play video games anymore. Meanwhile, across town, Callan is also processing her guilt. Uh, We see this by her just looking at photos on the wall. Of the two she has up, she has removed the sticker from her mother's face in the one from the refrain episode. On base, Suzuku is being informed that Cornelia's royal guard have requested him for their upcoming mission. Uh, The details, which are still TBD. 
Uh, Lloyd teases the boy about whether he's being recognized for his skill or being misused as a decoy again. Get owned. And uh, in a bunker, uh, Deotard has been allowed to meet with Zero and some of the Black Knights, and he brings with him the tip-off about said mission. I was surprised by this. I don't know. I was like, why is he here? (laughs) How did they get to him? What's going on here? And then I'm like... No, he came to them, remember? Not specifically. I, or like It was implied in the last yeah. batch of episodes he was their source of intel on some of the things they were doing. Like, ah, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, and <laughs> he gets this information because he basically runs state right. news TV. So it's here's what we're going to do. Have a publicity package ready to go when we do it. Oh, yeah. I mean, like he's he's going above and beyond because he just loves like a good scoop and a good story. Like that seems to be his entire motivation is let's make shit fucking cool. Yeah. He's a tabloid journalist. Yeah. 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 And then like, and then stuff happens in this, in these episodes that I, that I'm like, why are they still hanging around with this guy? Anyway, uh, frogman frames are about to be deployed to take out one of the larger JLF remnants as they attempt to get out of the country with a bunch of supplies. Uh, it's mostly that, uh, yeah, uh, Securidite, but it's like liquid Securidite, so it's like extremely uh, volatile. And uh, Toto's last known whereabouts are far too out of the way for him to reinforce the group in order to help him out, so he falls to the Black Knights to assist them. And uh, and yeah, they're uh, they're basically dri- <laughs> driving this massive powder keg of a boat. During the briefing, uh, Callan clearly wants to try to talk uh, and work out her issues. But Zero goes, yep, nope, busy, ask later. Um, back at base, we discover it wasn't um, Cornelia who requested Suzaku, but uh, Darleton, the ace of Narita. What what did he do to be the ace there? Did he was the one that? who discovered the base and also oh. the only general who survived. I guess that's fair. Yeah, um, he was in congr- the landslide, anchored up, and managed to keep his head on his shoulders. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. Um, he's pretty open with the kid. Look, I don't give a shit if you're the last prime minister's son or an 11 or anything else. You're a skilled pilot, an opponent mech, and I'm not benching you when you could be a great asset. But Darleton also wants to know he can rely on the lad in any situation. So his first mission for the guard is a grisly <laughs> one. Um, While the aquatic... Uh, troops engage the JLF cruiser. Uh, Susaku and the Lancelot are going to be providing sniper fire from the shore. All enemies are to be liquidated. S- uh, save the general, who is to be captured alive. Am I clear? Um, Suzaku... Uh, for reference, in the subs, this is just kill them all and only don't sink the boat. We want the thing. They don't even care about the general. They're just like, fucking kill them all. No, I thought they <laughs> did in the subs mention that they also want the general. Which is why they're not just blowing up the boat. They, I don't remember that. Well, it's because they want the Sakuradite, is what she said. Also that. Mm. Uh, having having watched this 20 minutes ago, exactly, almost. <laughs> That's fair. Uh, Suzaku yeah, is I... incredibly disheartened by this, which makes Lloyd creeping in from the side of the frame even funnier with the direct quote of Onward Christian Soldiers. Lloyd's great. I love Lloyd. Understood, my lord. Onward Christian Soldiers? conflicting morals right i i cannot believe like like pearl clutching at being in the military having to kill somebody like fuck off 
No, you see, you gotta you gotta join the military to change the military to not do the murder. <laughs> yeah, but you gotta murder a lot of people before you go anywhere in the military, usually. No, you just have to be really good at uh, being picked for experimental things to boost your ranks up. Do you think he thinks that the people who had the railgun under the hotel are still alive? <laughs> <laughs> he was told they're just taking there. a nap. <laughs> oh, he he just disabled it. It just blew up on its own, you know? <laughs> yeah, when we blew up the JLF base, the, the general blacked out and they all were at the Poke Center. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> when we come back from the break, which has not improved at all in this new batch of episodes, it's uh, nighttime. And uh, Shirley is there at the docks. It turns out that Valetta stopped at her place earlier in the day, you know, just casually hands her a clipboard containing only a picture of Lelouch, which is very funny to me. It says, oh, you know, this guy definitely connected to the Black Knights. And um, so, you know, a very normal thing to do. She does not ask him, think about it, and instead goes to the student, count student council building, waits for, waits, you know, literally next to the door, where if you weren't a clamp character, your eyes would grant you peripheral vision and you would be seen. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and when Lelouch leaves, she follows him. She also calls Valletta as backup. But by the time we see them, uh, Valletta, Shirley doesn't know Valletta's there. Valletta is tailing Shirley, who is tailing Lelouch. It's like a real clown show here. Oh, interesting, because and, uh, they say that what made them lose Lelouch is she called Valletta when she got to the warehouses. Hmm. Yeah, well, she called her. But I get the impression that Shirley doesn't know she's there because she seems surprised when Valletta shows God. up. So she was expecting assistance that she didn't get. And that assistance was, I'm following behind you from 20 feet. Uh, Don't we see Mao here, too? Isn't he in the mix? Or is that no, no that's, is that is later in the episode for one okay. shot. Yeah, yeah. Because like I remember I'm just being like, who's that motherfucker? And then he shows up the next episode and becomes a character. Yeah, he's been showing up for one scene per for the last two or three. Mm -hmm. uh, Valetta is even more on edge than Shirley because she's operating on a hunch about the Lelouch photo seeming familiar to a scrap of memory of the day she uh, lost her gun and mech and she knows that she needs proof before she can just pick up a random Britannian on suspicion of terrorism and witchcraft she's just slightly on edge of, of her sanity though because she sees this as her last chance to regain her, posi her position uh, so she doesn't have to die without honor like Jeremiah. Uh, get fucking owned, I guess. Yeah, it's not going to go well for her. <laughs> well, he survived, though, right? Like, he's he's lost his mind, but he, he lived. They think he's dead. Well, He was listed as a casualty yeah. last episode. I remember that, yeah. yeah, yeah. Because he was melted and then forcibly ejected. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think the last time we see him is he collapses in front of the scientists trying to evacuate. Right. Yeah, so yeah, and they yeah, don't want any of that him. shit. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So they probably just ran him over. <laughs> Honestly, it's a 50-50. Those guys have their own problems to deal with. <laughs> just just getting orange juice all over the road there, just driving right over him. Yeah, we call that LCL, man. <laughs> That's Tang. That's the difference. Uh, so Kalan and Zero finally have their quick chat before the mission. Uh, good on him. He's learning something. He's actually listening to his people. At this point... He seems to trust her pretty implicitly, because he's straight up topless from doing an underwater recon, his mask is next to him, and only a towel over his head and hair is hiding his ID. 
She says that she thought this whole thing... Big towel to cover anime hair. <laughs> it is a pretty big towel. It's like... It's most of the way to a beach <laughs> towel. <laughs> yeah. She says she thought this whole thing was about justice, and that's why she was okay with the killing before now, but you know... And he doesn't scold her or shame her and just goes, Look, if you want to get out, now's a good time, especially before this mission starts. But we've spilled mm -hmm. a lot of blood to get here, and just stopping suddenly isn't going to bring anyone back or change the world. She pauses for a moment, and then she zealously puts her faith in him again, saying she's still in it for that new world, and he thanks mm -hmm. her. Elsewhere... That thanks transitions into a disgust <laughs> and probably disgusted CC thinking back on him, thanking her that day for saving him again. And uh, this motherfucker just dressed like a Pokemon trader, by the way. <laughs> uh -huh. It's like she stripped the Pizza Hut delivery guy and put on his <laughs> uniform. Isn't it just a Lucius like casual outfit? She has a terrible hat along it's with the hat. Her. Yeah, it's the, the hat. hat definitely, really it's the hat that gives yep. big Pokemon vibes because of how the top poops yeah, out it, a little it's bit. It's the newsy hat. It's the I thought that like, the front panel also has like a different color, so it looks like a trainer's hat, or like you know Ash's hat or something. By the way, is it just me or did Lelouch thank several more people in these episodes after? Yep. Okay, because it's like he's having a slow character growth. Okay, yeah, because at the first he's like, I've never thanked anyone before. And I'm like, fuck off. <laughs> and then he thanks a bunch of people. We all stumble on the way to progress, and sometimes it's blowing up a tank. Yeah, he learns that chess pieces do better when they're motivated. <laughs> mm, that makes perfect sense. Anyway, as she wanders onwards, uh, she starts to doubt herself and thinks that she can't make another mistake. Uh, we once again cut to the visor DJ from the last episode. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, you know, elsewhere in the city, he, he really does give off a bit of a, like, you know, you throw some rollerblades on the guy and he'd be in Jet Set Radio, right? Hell yeah. He is absolutely bad club kid you see in the background at Siberia. Mm, yeah. yeah. Also true. Yeah. Uh, finally, the God, I hate that it's called Siberia, and I just think of that bad adventure game all the time. There are too There's many Siberias game? at this point. That's, That's the only thing we should take yeah. away from this. Yeah, we should probably start, you know, getting rid of some, just so there's only one left. Which one? I don't know. Take your pick. <laughs> let's wipe out the adventure games first and go from there. <laughs> yeah, Didn't the adventure games get renamed to something else? No. There are actually two different oh. Siberia adventure games, one with a C, one with an S. Thanks, I hate it. <laughs> Try being the one who has to keep all this straight. You don't have to. This is voluntary. Fuck you. What? No. One of my other uh, co-hosts does things with adventure games. Hmm. Yeah, that's fine. I thought you were about to reveal that you work on Siberia. <laughs> no, but a buddy of mine is working on Fable and is hyped that that got shown off today. Are any of those games actually good? Like, are they good? No. Um. They're no. flawed, but all They're right. Fine. Yeah, all of them. Figured. All of them have this. It's so close, and then it hits itself in the knee with a bat moment. All right, I got a perfect description for you, man. Yeah. Fable is tales for people who play only play the Elder Scrolls. I, I, I okay. feel like that's insulting tales a little bit. It's correct. It is very accurate. Take it right here. You see how this weeaboo got upset about that? <laughs> that's how you know it's true. <laughs> 
I mean, I <laughs> guess, but like one plays better. <laughs> it only plays better because it doesn't play at all. A menu, easy to do. Fable 2, the best one and locked to the original Xbox. Yeah, that's cursed. Welp. Well, anyway, it. it's the only one. I thought that's wasn't there a PC strange. port of it. Two? No, that's the first one. Yeah, one and three. It got Xenosaged. That's so strange. Which is so funny because two is the one you would want to play if you were going to play fair. one of them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just like how Xenoblade X is the good Xenoblade. <laughs> I can't talk. I gotta about buy that. a copy of that at some point. I am willing to believe that it's the good Xenoblade just because none of the other ones are the good Xenoblade. <laughs> that, that is how it works. So if By one definition. was going to be the good one, it would be the one I can't say is bad because I don't know. It's one of two that I completed. <laughs> sucks so bad. <sighs> anyway, the operation you know, finally begins. One, actually, sorry. And Cornelia is setting her frogmen loose in the water. The troops on shore are ordered to hold fire until torpedoes are loosed, and that'll be their signal to go. God, you remember when Kiryo Kojima thought frogmen climbed on the ceiling instead of being, <laughs> like, amphibious soldiers? Couldn't, what? Bro. Couldn't tell you. Never played a Metal Gear. Metal Gear Solid 4, my guy. They're just climbing all over the... He's like, we're gonna release the frog soldiers, and then they're just climbing on the walls of a hotel. <laughs> to be fair... If your only experience with the term frogman is Resident Evil, I could see how you could come up with that. Isn't there, I think there's like a G-Shock watch called the Frogman, and I think it's in reference to the military. Probably. Does Kojima look like a Does watch? Does have an extremely you? niche hobby with the word frog in it they want to discuss? <laughs> what, like I'm G-Shock a Sonic like fan. One of the most common watches. Oh, no. no. G-Shock. Frogman. Autocomplete. Froggy. Oh, yeah, <laughs> There we go. Now we're good. What? What do you have against Big the Cat? I, I, yeah. How do you feel about Slippy, Garrett? It was a bad fishing mini game. That fishing mini game ruled. I disagree. Has it been <sighs> at least probably fifteen years since I've played it? Yes. Oh, oh! I was talking about the one in Frontiers. Oh, I was talking about the big of the storyline story in Sonic Adventure One. He has the fastest story in the entire game. What are you game. talking about, USPS? You didn't even knock on my door. How did you not make this delivery just now? Fuck you. Oh, yeah, I know. That That happened to me with uh, DHL last week. You've just uh, made me super paranoid because I have USPS showing up here with my tits. <laughs> Janelle Monet's tits, to be precise. I ordered the vinyl. Let me know how that album is. I haven't checked oh, it out. Oh, it's great. That, I, I grabbed I saw- a digital copy already. It's It's wonderful. Oh. Okay, because I watched the horniest that video. record I've heard since uh, Prince died. I mean, like, fuck me, that I music video. I assumed Jesus. you ordered implants over the internet and then we're going to Mexico shortly. No, I already have falsies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, no, that music video is like, it, it's that drill tweet, but instead of racism turning up the knob, it's sapphic. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, literally every song on that album is. You know how there were a couple tracks on Dirty Computer that were very obviously a prelude to, yeah, I'm by what of it? Mm-hmm. This one feels like we're about to have some interviews of polyamory is good, actually. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah, slumber party. That was cute. Check this mm-hmm. shit out. Oh, yeah. Anywho, as the blasts go up 
and are, in fact, just blasting the locks on the bay to keep anyone from leaving rather than the ship itself, a variety of reactions play out in the area. Shirley begins shitting herself, going, oh no, terrorists. Ogi is going, so, uh, boss, uh, that, uh, that conflict's kinda, you know, starred right now. You wanna, you wanna, like, do the thing? Uh, Zero tells them to wait. Um, Cornelia's moved faster than expected, and rushing in will only get them all killed. Darleton tells, oh yeah, that guy, tells the troop that only bullets are to be fired, no explosives or lasers. We want the tanker intact, and we can't risk hitting any of the liquid, um, sacrodite. Um, on the shore, Suzaku is having trouble, you know, um, gunning down people. Um, Cecile radios in, reminding him that he is a soldier, and he's at risk of losing a lot here. Um, this isn't helped when he has to hear the JLF troops op- uh, on an open channel broadcasting surrender, which he is ordered by Darleton to ignore. Owned, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ogi, meanwhile, is urging Zero to make a move, because at this point, the Frogman frames are boarding the vessel directly. Inside of his cockpit, idly figuring like a remote detonator, Zero just says, all right, let's make our move. As the troops set into motion, he presses the button. Love how elaborate this one-time-use detonator is, by the way. It's gilded! Do you know how many (laughs) one-time-use detonators he has? But this is the fanciest one. Mm -hmm. He had a good feeling about this explosion. He spent extra... Well, it's reusable. Uh, we see that his underwater activity earlier was actually planting a mine uh, and just letting it. And now he's uh, basically attached it to the underside of the tanker. Like it's just tethered there like the basket of a hot air no, balloon. No, it's even funnier. He set it under a certain point in the bay and he just flips it, letting it off the chain. So it just floats right up into the ship. I see. And then when it goes off, it just annihilates Everybody on board when the Sakuradite explodes. Uh, The JLF and the Britannian Navy, extremely owned. Um, (laughs) Meanwhile, in their transport, Zero begins spitting this as, I can't believe the JLF would do this (laughs) Uh, to avoid capture. Very good. Well, it's great because everyone who isn't Zero immediately thinks their guy's fucked up. Cornelia's like, what if you idiots shot the wrong thing? Mm-hmm. And Ogi is horrified, but Dieter just gets high <laughs> because uh-huh. he he starts ignoring Ogi shooting at him because he has figured out what Zero's doing. As soon as he hears the speech on the comms about we can't let their sacrifice be in vain, Dieter is like, oh, shit, this guy's great. I want to see his ego roam free. I want to see the chaos this creates. And he is mm-hmm. running to the edge of the dock to try and get the best possible angle on whatever is about to happen. He doesn't know what it is. He just knows it's going to be sick. Mm-hmm. Shout out to the subline of show me the world born from your ego. Yes. Yeah, they they went two different ways with it. Uh, the direct monologue in his head is, I want to see him let his ego free and consume the world in chaos. The uh, the Black Knights do actually perform a pretty sick move. It's basically some Just Cause 2 shit. They ramp the armored transport out of the water and use it as a missile, firing directly into the nightmares protecting Cornelia. They disembark and Zero gives the order to rush the empty frames and shove them into the harbor so as many pilots are helpless as possible. Callan is ordered to follow him, 
and the two bum-rush Cornelia as the Viceroy boards her own frame. Cornelia takes an arm off of Zero's frame, but the duo bind the princess on the ground with anchors, and Zero is within a moment of shooting her cockpit wide open when his sensors pick up the heat signature of Shirley, who is just visibly next to the whole scene standing by a container. And uh, yeah, that's a bit startling. So yeah, he hesitates, and uh, unfortunately, that costs him his entire moment, because as the Lancelot flips in from above, uh, uses Zero's frame as a landing cushion, and skins it across the entire field. Uh, just he, he gets counter-owed, basically. <laughs> God damn it, Suzaku. I know, I know. Uh, Suzaku uh, monologues again, saying, um, well, you get it, you know, don't you're doing the wrong thing. You have bad ideas. I'm going to, I'm going to show you true justice, blah, 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 blah. And, uh, yeah, pretty basic limb shit. Once again, the Lancelot arriving means that zero has just lost, uh, so that we can have how many more episodes of the show? Like another, like 18 or whatever. 13. Yeah. All right. So this is just going to keep happening for another, like 13 episodes, right? Pretty much. Pretty much. I think I think we have about seven left before Endgame starts. Okay, okay. But anyway, the White Nightmare disarms Zero's frame, and any attempt to escape the battlefield le- leads to a wild ejection into the containers. Uh, but before Suzuku can pursue, Callan's newfound fervor for the cause leads her to abandon combat with Cornelia and assault the Lancelot to cover her boss's escape. Elsewhere, it turns out that the escape pond has landed like 10 feet from Shirley, who was nowhere to who was nowhere to be seen when it flew. Um, she spots a gun at her feet and she's like, oh, I'll use this now, um, holding it, holding the terrorist leader under uh, his own laser sight. And before she can pull the trigger, an unconscious Lou shifts his mask falling down, revealing a familiar face bleeding from the cash from the crash wounds. Um a new ending theme, uh, Mosaic Fragments by Sunset Swish. Um, it's more of a fitting tune for the note most of these episodes end on, uh, but just like the opening titles, none of the animation has changed. Um, the episode preview actually manages to keep some tension here, refusing to show anything from the next episode, instead slowly zooming out on a picture of a smiling a Malouche and Shirley on campus as the latter monologues, or as the former monologues, because I switched it around, about how the best laid plans can crumble, uh, and his heart is growing heavy the longer this drags out. It's basically what the picture drama episodes are like, but 20 seconds instead of 10 plus minutes. Speaking of which, that takes us into episode 14, Gias versus Gias. Now that I have finished my piece of spam. As we resume, the dockyard is in chaos. There are fires everywhere. Nobody can get a handle on who's where with the generals all scattered. And the uh, Gurn and the Lancelot battle is smashing through containers, sending more and more debris into the carnage. The two mechs seem to be at a standstill. And then Callum immediately stops firing. It just vanishes into the smoke. Uh, it's some sick Suzuku ninja has shit. no time. It is. It is pretty cool. Uh, God, wait till you find out I went to take a pee and then I missed the, like, the most important plot, important two minutes of this episode in the middle. Uh, <laughs> what? Can't wait to find okay. out what happened. Su- I was like, look, it's the break. Nothing happens oh, right shit. after the break. Okay, yes. Whoops. Now I know what you missed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> Suzuku has no time to react, and Darlington begins barking out orders to disengage. His top priority is to protect the Viceroy, since he's the only one near her. As Ogi tries to reach Zero, a new voice comes over the comms, Cece, who tells him, Zero can't come to the phone right now, why don't you just get the fuck <laughs> out of here? Uh, Ogi and an approaching Deedan, who hears Cece's name and looks curious, acknowledges this. We then see Lelouch staring at his mask, a bit beat up, for, but alive. Cece calls him pathetic from over his shoulder, real Asuka hours. <laughs> Does not even banter back, though, because he says they have a bigger problem. My gun is missing. She puts two and two together based on how she found him, unconscious and without a mask, and realizes this means that someone has seen his face. He points out at least two people have seen his face because... There is a lot of blood around them on the ground, but no bodies. One shooter, one shooty. Hard cut to the most brutal scene of the episode, where we see the gun on the desk and somebody writing. We then cut from above, where Shirley is crying over the paper, which, from what we can see, is somewhere between a very emotionally wounded journal entry and or a suicide note. But... If you pause it, it's a suicide note. It's it's just English. To Lelouch, specifically. It's just Englishy enough that I couldn't tell, but yeah, I think you're right. It basically says, Dear Lelouch, I'm sorry you made me kill myself. Hmm. Yikes. I'd have to look at it again. I did not catch that. <laughs> the angle I paused it at, she was still blocking some of it. I just thought it was a little garbagey. Oh, well. But <laughs> that, that face about garbagey. Let's talk about the epitaphs that they translated onto all the uh -huh. tombstones. I, the sure. graveyard. Oh my I stopped God. myself because oh yeah, I looked at one or two and it was uh, Madden. Man. My favorite one was a friend to a son. <laughs> Man, that face when your crush kills your dad. Ah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Luckily for Shirley, luckily for Shirley, her muffled <coughs> sobs wake her roommate, and so Shirley quickly crumples the paper and slides the gun under her uniform. The roomie asks, "What you writing? A love letter? Something special for Lelouch?" And all the visibly shaken Shirley can say is, "In a way." So the next day, the student council is meeting minus two members. Nina is on about wanting to meet Euphemia again. Hmm. Hey, uh, what were your thoughts about that scene that you didn't talk about? Mm, no. Do that in your room. That has a lot of thoughts. Of <laughs> Man, I love to have theme weeks on Boku no stuff. Last week was juice week. <laughs> Sadly, yeah, the two juice mm. episodes are going to release a week uh, apart. Can you not say release, please, and juice in the same <laughs> sentence? No, thank you. The episodes will flow. <laughs> <laughs> a trickle out of your network cable stream it from spotify <laughs> anyway uh rivals is also interested saying that he'd love to marry into royalty because he totally would try to do that and not only just like yeah buddy fuck you no one would actually like meet with you if uh you know that was your uh play and especially because you said it out loud and everybody knows now uh, and to this, Nina flinches because she's like, oh, shit, that, that's bad for me. This all goes out the window when the phone rings and Suzuku picks up. It's Lelouch calling to ask to see if anything is wrong. Um, and all, Suzu all Suzuku says is, yeah, something is. 
you're not here, buddy. You've been cutting class a lot lately. And uh, oh yeah, Shirley's not here. Uh, but after that, Lelouch tells his pal to let not only know that he'll be home late, and the call is cut off when Arthur begins uh, mauling Suzuku again. And I, I think he says like, like you mean like again? Like you, you're becoming out late again? Inside the battle van, C2 and Lelouch are crossing off suspects. If Suzaku wasn't the one and seems unaware, the Britannian military probably didn't find him uh, unconscious. Unfortunately, that means they're out of obvious suspects. Um, they don't have the blood results from the sample, and at this point, they've eliminated... Um, all they've eliminated is the worst-case scenario for who saw his face. Uh, Lelouch also wonders about whether or not he really did see Shirley in the heat of battle. C2 basically makes a whip crack sound at him, and only as we cut away does Lelouch have a horrible um, pre-motion? Premonition. Premoni- Premoni- that's premonition. how you spell premonition? That's how you spell premonition. Yeah, huh. they're deadly. Mm-hmm. Boo. We cut to the Viceroy's throne room. Darlton and Gilbert <laughs> Darlton and Gilbert are before the two princesses, and they are as politely as possible. Asking their commanding officer, could you not be on the front lines for like a fucking minute, please? And then she's like, nah, I gotta go. <laughs> and the uh, two operations in a row have now turned into zero trying to kill her. And she's like, yeah, of course you would do that. And that's why I gotta be there. Otherwise, the art of war is fake. <laughs> and, uh, you know, Donaldson points out, hey, it could be not that you're in charge, which is true, but have you considered that since they uh, took Euphemia hostage, it's actually probably a Britannian royalty thing. And Gilbert, however, tries to actually do this in a way that will be effective with Cornelia, uh, using her love of Euphemia as bait, saying, you know, your sister is also a royal. Maybe we should assign her a permanent knight of her choosing, and the, then we could build precautions around them as a unit. And uh, Cornelia does not seem very interested in this. But Euphemia is because, clearly, she wants something to do with combat. Nothing can go wrong. Now, surely giving her the choice is a great idea. Eh, well, at least that guy's gonna get a promotion. Lloyd's Hanger. Cecile is talking to him about Suzuku's recent performance, and mostly performance problems? At first I thought he was just sensitive, but this protecting others thing is becoming an obsession, don't you think? I love that they cut to the time that Cece uh, whammied him and he was just frothing in the cockpit. That was a good bit. Oh, that was a whole yeah, thing yeah. I didn't talk about. Like, completely, completely unrelated to the part where he almost got obliterated trying to catch a falling lady. <laughs> <laughs> Lloyd can't be bothered with this, though, just citing Suzuku's combat data as excellent and thinking they should have him test further tech in the next skirmish. Cecile, on the other hand, is standing firm, saying, if we don't handle the human issue here, this is all going to implode. And Lloyd just takes a cheap shot at her with, don't you think you're protecting him in place of someone else? And we cut away before hearing more of that. <laughs> I think she, like, like hits him in the head or something. Like, there's some kind of comedic reaction to that. Hmm. Uh, the camera pans over to Ashford Academy. Uh, Shirley's roommate is standing in the hall, obviously guest. And just telling everyone who asked that uh, she has to wait for the disinfecting crew to finish cleaning up her room. Inside, we see Cece rifling through a drawer full of panties, giving Lelouch shit, being like, did you? um..." Yeah, she says, uh, you owe me for this. Besides, 
she'd probably love having the man she's following for digging through her drawers. So no matter where they look, there's no sign of the gun, nor anything in her diary, which she stopped writing in the day her, her father died, which understandable. The only clue that all of this effort digs up is a bookmark in a train schedule suggesting that she went to Narita at some point. Uh, she's at a memorial, and we see her uh, zip up a gym bag containing a photo of her father and the gun. Uh, she asks how Lelouch could have done this. And then a new voice and some clapping appears from off screen. Yes, how could he have done this, Miss Shirley Finette? It's the DJ again, and uh, he approaches her, still slow clapping. All she says is, who, before the scene ends. The Black Knight party bus is driving somewhere. Um, leadership on board Sand Zero. Tamaki is getting wasted. Callan's vowing she'll take out the Lancelot next time. And Ogi is still trying to put together what the hell happened with the jail off boat. Um, halfway into his speculation, um, Dieter just walks uh, down the steps and asks, So, what will you do if it turns out Zero did it? Callan gets a bit upset at this, but the media man says this is his job now assessment um ogi does admit it's true and it's on zero's orders um we then cut to a train speeding elsewhere inside the louche and c2 are in a solo car uh c2 is dressed like she walked out of an alice in wonderland gotcha game for no particular reason she even has a tiny off-kilter hat matching the black and red corset skirt combo this outfit um, is wild mm-hmm. yeah the reason is we can sell this as a stink stat uh-huh. uh-huh. yep it's exactly that. It is probably, exactly and that. I wasn't gonna look. <laughs> You'll probably get it in your inbox you soon. Yeah, I mean, it'll just show up on its own accord. I guarantee you, this is one of the series I'm not buying figures from, mostly because they all look. Listeners like crap. can mail civil statues at. Okay, so you might not be buying figures, but are you buying gunpla? Yes, but not of this series. I actually found my my Gurren model kit from this show when I was going through boxes the other week. Ooh, mm-hmm. I would. I forgot there were robots and thought you were implying there were gunpla of those fucked up character <laughs> designs. And I'm like, yeah, a runner is probably long enough for a <laughs> character leg. It doesn't need to bend. It's not like you ever see most of them sitting down. That's true. <laughs> That's right. The Nunnally figure is twice as big as a result. <sighs> the witch is probing again. <laughs> the, the, sorry. They're gonna they're gonna advertise it on the box like they advertise uh, the Devil Gundam and Food Psyche. It will be Nuttily and a wheelchair. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm just imagining a Psycho Zaku style nightmare large kit for Nuttily just to get those legs. That is uh, yeah, that is pretty funny. The, like the RG, like the new Verka seventy eight unicorn mode Nuttily chair. <laughs> With LEDs for the under her eye slits. That's right. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> Anywho, um, the witch is probing again. Do you love Shirley? Don't know. Do you hate Shirley? I don't know. Uh, she suggests he'll figure it the hell out soon, though, because if he really has feelings for her, he's going to have to keep her at arm's length. He asks if that's advice from experience, and she denies it. Um, we live a cruel way of life. Arms like this so far when you're a clamp character. That's true. <laughs> uh, 
Back to the monument. The mystery man is taunting Shirley, saying Zero and Lelouch are one and the same. A bad man, and you like it. Uh, Shirley's just kind of on the back foot here, not saying much, so he continues saying he deserves the punishment. And so do you. I know what happened that night. I know everything. Uh, we get a flashback as Shirley stared at Lelouchin's shock unconscious in the cockpit. Valletta walked up and began monologuing how this was her ticket to the big time. Unfortunately, she did so in front of a woman uh, in hysterics, you know, how they are, with a gun in her hands. And rather than talk Shirley down, she charged right in and Shirley just uh, panic fired two rounds right into her. I want to point out. I stopped myself from writing in front of a hysterical woman, and here you just went and did I know what it. you meant. <laughs> I know what you meant. Uh, shout out to the part where they do that, like, really cool, like, multiple different colored lines effect that I like a lot. Mm. Um, for the scene where she gets shot. Mm -hmm. uh, DJ Man continues saying, you're a killer too, and you used your father's death for your own gain. As we see a flashback to the kiss in the rain. Really really blowing this out of proportion for quote-unquote game here. Yeah, uh, I was gonna say. Surely... <laughs> so here's the thing. With what his power is, though, we can imply yeah. she's definitely been thinking this on some level. At least I got yeah. a kiss out of it, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Shirley is in tears again at this, and as the visor, as the uh, visored man calls her a cunning little woman, attacking her every vulnerable point, and then she collapses to the ground, and we zoom further in on his sneer, finally seeing behind his visor, and he has the gas symbol glowing in his eye. When Cece and Lelouch arrive, nobody is at the memorial. The two split up to search, with Cece going, This is stupid. We are wasting all our time. Why are we in Narita? And after they split, Lelouch gets a call from Shirley. But the voice on the other end is the DJ's. He reveals himself to be standing just down the road, tossing Shirley's phone at Lelouch's feet. Lelouch goes from... Uh, wow, this is a lot to miss. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Lelouch goes from... <laughs> I come back, I'm like, well, who's this guy playing chess? <laughs> yeah, Lelouch goes from upset to pissed, and the visored man says he hears Lelouch plays games like this... And he just holds up a rook from a chessboard. <laughs> mm -hmm. Incredible. Meanwhile, Cece is in a weird comedy skit with a guy on a bike. And it is interrupted by her looking at a tram heading up the mountain where she sees Lelouch and the visored man. Her heart stops and she just goes, it can't be. Mao? Let's get all the jokes out. Everyone in the audience class. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Uh. Lamau and Zori just play Return of the Hero for like 30 <laughs> seconds before carrying on with the episode. The tram is empty, save the two men, and they have the chessboard between them. Mao says it's funny, he's never played chess before, which should have been a real red flag considering what happens next. Uh, Lelouch, meanwhile, is playing on autopilot, trying to figure things out. Uh, he realizes that Mao had to call him because he didn't know what Lelouch looks like, so he wasn't the second person who saw his face. Uh, in his own head, Lelouch thinks that means the other man is just winging it before Mao finishes his sentence out loud, saying, and that means you've got an opportunity. Hmm? Um, we have a brief snap to C2, who has obtained a motorbike somehow and is racing up the hill after the tram. Um, she thinks to herself, to herself that Lelouch is in trouble because due to who he is, he can never beat Mao. Right, like, she... she Gets it from the guy. She's like, 
trying to get information from, but like, is she's so bad at talking to people that he's just like, I'm not telling you shit, you weirdo in this outfit. <laughs> and then, and then, uh, you know, she steals his motorcycle. And on the Dran, her suspicion appears to be correct because the man who has never played chess is keeping Lelouch pinned down, losing only a few pieces, uh, but putting him on the defensive. Mao says uh, they should agree to just call it his game before the tram comes to a jolting stop and knocks over and knocks the board over. Um, the visor man says he's surprised C2 never told Lelouch about him, and he lowers his visor a moment to show that, yep, uh, Gia's sigil in both his eyes. Uh, Mao ta- taunts Lelouch as he raises the visor again. I know your powers need direct eye contact. I know all about how your powers work. In fact, um, but can you figure out mine? This, combined with a few other taunts, leads Lelouch to conclude that Mao can read minds, and Mao agrees that that's a good enough description of it. And then, a moment later, Shirley walks up to the side of the tram window, raising a gun at it, and Mao simply states, Let the punishment games begin! At the docks, Ogi is looking out into the harbor and still pondering, What's up with that boat? What's up with Zero? And, you know, he's a little distracted when a blood trail and a barely alive Valletta catches his eye. He's He rushes to the injured woman, and all she gets out is, So it was you, Zero. And then he goes, <gasps> And then we cut away. Back at the tram, Lelouch is trying to puzzle out how Mao's power works, but he's a little distracted because Shirley is now pointing a gun at him. In short, Mao seems to be able to read everything Lelouch is pondering, and it just gives him more ammunition to close any loophole that Lelouch can come up with. Mao says Shirley is going to kill Lelouch now, and if she doesn't, Mao will finish the job himself as he draws a similar pistol on the prince from behind. Lelouch realizes, oh, a mind reader would absolutely know how to fuck up a hysterical woman and manipulate her, and so he tries to win over his girlfriend with logic and facts. Unfortunately, This takes Shirley from numb and willing to die to a whirlwind of emotions in the middle of this, and she fires the gun, startling Lelouch backwards down the steps as it blows off only hair. He lands unharmed, but the fall does dislodge all the photos of the pair of them he stole from her room for some reason. Why did he take these? Well, we find out because of what happens at the end of the episode, he needs to get rid of all of the evidence. Yeah, she can't have them. Yeah, because if she has them, she can put together that she knows him. I guess I hadn't realized that he was already planning to do that this soon. Right, because, I mean, the other option is just to kill her. (laughs) And they weren't going to do that. Um, I guess the other option could have been just convince her not to to rat him out, but that leaves her as a loose end and and a weak point. Right. Yeah. Because he doesn't know what happened to the other person. Yeah, that the, yeah. This plan seems a little sloppy. Yeah, no, but I, I definitely had the same reaction of, why did he take all the photos? What a weirdo. And I realized later, oh, because, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I still have a lot of questions about how that's going to play out, but I'm sure the show will try to answer them. Yeah, they'll get into it immediately. Yeah. Uh, at this point, Mao's going, oh, what the hell is with this chick? Her brain just went nuts. And Lelouch is standing up, uh, making no sudden moves, but Shirley is frantic and tells him that nobody else is dying while refusing to lower her weapon. Mao goes on to say, uh, okay, sure, whatever. You two do what you like. And then he gets back on the tram. And that is a direct quote. I wrote that line. This is 
This sucks so bad. What are you fucking doing? You cannot just have him. Okay, bye. <laughs> well, no, it's incredibly funny because no. he gets on there and then he grabs a shotgun. Yeah, and he's like, all right, just got to do this myself the <laughs> old fashioned way. <laughs> oh, the dub has it as the boring, the boring way. way. Yeah, I see it in the dub. <laughs> uh, and it's like, yeah, as soon as he uh, goes to go out, like, see, he, this is the problem. He should have just had the gun on his back. Like, he, if he, he left it in the tram and he gets trapped in the tram. Whoops. <laughs> And uh, the last we hear of him is a cry of, wait, how does anyone? I I didn't sense anyone. He whips around, and wouldn't you know it, C2 is the one who started the tram, keeping a gun between both of them the whole time as it descends, and she remains. He lunges at the... Impossible to take seriously when she's in that outfit. Oh, yeah. No, it's just like that one show from like a season ago that I can't think of the name of. Helpful. Yeah. Akiba made war or something? No, the other one. With like the, w- the Yuri super soldiers. L- Licorice recoil? Oh, I didn't yes. watch that one. Yeah, yeah we got I guess there. that is a good description of that. It, I always thought of it as panty and stocking without the comedy. I I, I have bait. only seen it through um scrolling through Reddit, which ripped to all of my time doing that. It's fine. You'll find some other equally meaningless way to spend that time. I don't know. I could try being productive, but that seems silly. You could read a book. Oh, gross. Read a book. Who reads books? Romance of the Three Kingdoms comes highly recommended oh, on this network. Oh, this again. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Mal lunges at the window in childish glee, uh, dropping his headphones and visors, turning into a puppy dog happy to see her. Um, we hear... That the entire time he's just been listening to recordings of her voice, which are um, some of them are praise, but some of it is her just talking to him at all. Like, get some sleep, Mao, et cetera, et cetera. This is this is what I assume is happening in a DJ's headphone because they're like, see, my mom believes in me. And that's how they get through it. <laughs> you know what? You know, I, I can't. First of all, that's creepy. That's creepy as fuck. It's not as creepy as but every time I hear something like this, though, it reminds me of the manga Transparent Blue or Transparent Light Blue, which is an even creepier version of this. Do, do not read that. That is my suggestion. Noted. I don't think I've heard of that one. I haven't heard of it either. Uh, not introducing this thing to a bunch of people saying, don't read it, please. Yeah, because that Simple. always you might goes want to read so it well. Just because you, just if you want to touch the poop, but I just... do I have to pay for it? If so, no. You don't have to if you know how to not pay for it. Yeah, I'm not going to that effort. <laughs> Fair. Uh, it's awful, and it involves recording somebody and listening to them. Ugh, gross. Anyway, anywho, um, as the tram dives, that's what the government does, Matt. As the tram, uh dives out of view he swears he'll see her her again soon as he can all c2 can say is mao i've never thought he'd come around people meanwhile shirley is in full breakdown mode because now she's pretty sure she killed someone and she shot lelouch in his hair giving him like 30 hairline fractures Uh, and her dad is dead i was talking about his hair bones but also (laughs) yeah (laughs) <laughs> I can tell you won that one uh, because uh, whoop. 
<laughs> and her dad is dead, and she loves the guy who did it. And she's a sinner, and on and on and on. He's like, it's okay. I'm still alive, and I'm fine. And any sin you committed is on me. I did it. It's fine. Don't worry about it. And then we hear him say, I'll take care of all this. You could just forget. And I'm like, wow, it'll be so nice that he offers her the option to forget. And then he just looms over her. You see the sigil flash and Shirley screams no, because no, she uh, knows what the eye power is from Mal. Uh, and the closing scene of the episode is the two of them alone at the monument in Narita. Night has fallen. Honestly, we should have cut away when she screams over that photo of that thing. But sadly, the episode would have been too short. So what happens instead is they're at the monument in Narita, and night has fallen, and it becomes clear very quickly that Lelouch has completely mind-wiped Shirley of anything at all to do with him. Trauma, emotions, he didn't even let her know they go to the same school together. Mm -hmm. uh, the two talk briefly, and she's in a great mood, while he looks very sad and basically confesses love to a Shirley that no longer exists before walking away into the night to the worst song I've ever fucking heard. I wasn't going to call out the song because I didn't want to place it in because it does suck. It's so fucking bad. <laughs> I don't it, even remember it. It undoes this moment with how crap it is. See, I'm glad I don't remember it because, I mean, like, like surprisingly, this actually hit me. And I'm like, ow, I actually feel sad. Oh, yeah. No, the the vocal actor is doing pretty well on this as Lelouch. I imagine it's just as good on the subtitled stuff. Because, mm. yeah, it turns out the one time you have to have this character do some acting range, the guy puts his whole ass into it. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. Uh, but the song makes me wish there had just been ten minutes of commercials in this episode instead of the last four minutes. <laughs> yeah. You you ever watch a 2000s teen movie and they will have something like, uh, here's to the night, playing behind a love scene? That's what's happening here. I love how Matt felt something here telling us he's never seen Eternal Sunshine very subtly. No, I've seen Eternal Sunshine. I like that movie a lot, even though it's probably not it's very like well. The most D tier version of that. This is this does nothing for me. Well, I mean, like they definitely It doesn't help that they look like freaks. Like I was surprised that like freaks. like you know, I, I had like I I have to hand the show. Like it actually made me feel something whereas before I was just like, Oh, this is dumb. <laughs> This is a dumb show full of dumb people doing dumb things. And, ooh, occasionally there's a war crime. And uh, <laughs> now it's just like... Occasionally. And I'm like, wow, this actually, like, even for a character that I didn't feel that attached to, like, Shirley was just kind of there. And she's like, oh, she she's the best friend. And she's probably not going to get it because, like, Callan's going to, like, hone in on it. And then you also probably going to pair her up with Suzuku. And... And that metaphor like, oh, went three bad. different directions halfway through it. What? Like, I thought they, like, you know, during, like, the, you know, when they had the phone call and he falls on top of her, or she falls on top of him, and then they have the moment, and then the cat bites him. That whole thing. It's, like, signaling to be, like, okay, they're passing her off to Suzuku. I was just wondering, how it, did Alan get involved in that? Alan? You said Alan gets in the way. Callan. That's what's a Callan. Oh, Callan. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Callan. The, the girl. The Maybe other girl. you cut out. I was like, what the fuck does Zenosaga okay. have to do with this? Man, this show would be better with Alan in it. Like, we know. This show know would it. be better without Alan. Just imagine if Alan was in the mech. 
All right, chief, I'm coming for you. No, no, Alan would be would be there with like Cecily hanging out with Lloyd. Like that was <laughs> that's where he would be. Alan is the butt monkey uh, mechanic. Okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, Chris's but yeah. face just went. <laughs> I browse up when I said the words butt monkey. That was worth it. <laughs> I stopped paying attention, and that's all I heard. I'm like, oh boy. Here we go. <laughs> yeah, but like, I, I'm surprised this got any emotional reaction out of me. And yeah, that's that credit to the show, I guess. But it's probably never going to do that again. Ah, <laughs> uh, with that done, how do we feel this week? I sure was some anime. You know, I would feel better if I didn't know about the recap movies. We're halfway done with this now. That's true. Mm. I'm not going to be watching these recap movies, by the way, but feel free to tell us all about it. I'm going to watch it just so I have context about how it just removes these episodes. Oh, does it? I would love to know about it, but not enough to look it up or watch it. Okay, so I'll just give you a brief bit from what I saw. Apparently, the recap movies form their own separate continuity, which is what the movie that I am familiar with at the end of the series takes place in. It can't be reconciled with the TV timeline. That's wild. Yes. Uh, is, is it because of the oh, Shirley yeah, thing? Yeah, Shirley's dad is alive. Oh, yeah. okay. So none of this has to happen at all. Yeah, but, I mean, I, I think that kind of makes it worse. At least from what I've seen of the show so far, but... That's not what the word recap means. Well, that's also not what the word means. You're right. That's It's <laughs> it's what rebuild means, basically. Well, not even rebuild. Rebuild actually changes more shit. That matters. Well, uh, I don't even know if the second season has movies like this, which makes that wilder. The rebuilds aren't a remake, Matt. They're a continuation. Uh, I get it. It's another cycle. After. Yada, yada. I know. Shave Impact is part of the canon. I know it. I don't know. There's there's four movies, apparently, looking at my legally attained folder. Yeah, the three of them are this first season, and the last one is uh, Lelouch of the Resurrection, right? Yeah, that was the one in Super Robot Wars. Yeah, that's the one that can only take place in Super Robot Wars 30. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I don't remember there being anything specific where you'd have to rewrite season one for it. Well, from what I gather, it can't take place after season two. No, it... Definitely could. Okay, that's we'll that is what out. I saw discussed, but I didn't look at season two. I watched two episodes of season two and I was fucking out. <laughs> yeah, question though, like, do you think if you take out this bit with Shirley and her dad and stuff that, like, do they still in the recap movie sell that Lelouch has to learn that these things can cost him personally? They're probably going to, like, if you cut this season down, I feel like you cut out other Gias users because this arc is going to last us a little bit. Yeah, I guess like, uh, this guy's weird. I mean, I, I don't know if I, I'm like, Mao could be, could be fun so far. He's just kind of there and kind of creepy, but, ah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Is it, do you like Mao more or less than the finding out there's a second death note user? <laughs> Oh, okay. Uh, uh, apparently, the three movies sum up. Yeah, it sums both up the entire seasons. show. The first That's mo- even stupider. Yeah, the wow. first movie is uh, up to episode seventeen. The second movie is up to the end of season one and episode sixteen of season two, and then the third movie is the rest of season two. 
Yeah, I immediately just looked over the what are the, what are the major changes? And the second thing down is something that's like, oh, this must be season two. <laughs> right. Uh, so my thought is that Mao is more interesting to this show than a second Death Note user is to Death Note because the it changed the rule set of Gias, right? Because now we know it can be a whole bunch of things. It's not just like a persuasion power that works once. Like now you have a guy who can read surface thoughts. And that's interesting, especially for a guy who thinks like all he does is just be running commentary and doing math in his head, trying to like get himself out of situations like that's his kryptonite. So persuasion powers is an interesting way to phrase what happened at the end of this episode. Also, right. Like it's some kind of like whatever memory. Well, no, because like you have to he's told people to do things and I guess you can tell somebody to. it's explicitly mind mind control. It's a mind control. Yeah. So it, it means that like. I mean, unless the whole point is like, do we really want like a million Gios users or like a whole slew of them running around uh, like and have it be? I thought we were already trying to knock off people who were of the royalty. I thought that was the structure. And now you have other Gios users in the mix and it feels like really bolted on compared to like the main thrust of the plot. But then again, we don't know much about Cece's. I was about to say, well, this is bringing in an arc for her, which we haven't had 13 episodes in. Right, right. And, you know, my my headcanon is that, oh, she's an anthe. <laughs> of course she's an anthe. <laughs> I can't say anything now that I know where season one is. Okay, okay. Yeah, I don't think you were on, so you haven't heard yet. Yeah, I just, I binged through to the end of the season to make note-taking easier for myself. Makes sense. So does that mean I'm the only, I'm the only person who's completely new? You are now the only person completely in the dark. Nice. <laughs> This should be fun. It also means I can be a little better with notes because I'm not just referencing things that never come up again. How about y'all? Are y'all loving this? I mean, y'all are going through it for at least a second time. I'm having fun. It's fine. Yeah. I like good news. <laughs> Here's the thing. We're, we're in the part where this gets the most death note right now. Mm. I think episode 14 is not very good. And episode 13 is what you're really looking for in terms of like the actual emotional drama. And it all comes from people who aren't Lelouch, because Lelouch fucking sucks as a main character. I think I like part of 14, but once this back half of the episode becomes the Mao show, it's not nearly as interesting as, yeah. oh shit, oh shit, who knows? Mm-hmm. What I mean is that Lelouch fucking sucks as, like, a vehicle for a person that could have feelings right. or do anything, and that the emotional backbone of the show is literally everyone who gets destroyed as he's on his way to do stuff, which is why I think episode 13 is miles better, and they could have just not yeah. done almost any of this. I, I, I do have to say, I was surprised how much this hit him, because you know, yeah, I kind of figured him for for a, a light Yagami where he's just such a psychopath or whatever, sociopath that he just... Well, this is, this is like killing his dad. Right. That's really what it is. But he is never felt bad for killing his dad. It's not that I feel bad for Shirley or I care about Shirley. It's that, oh, Shirley is now an inconvenience to me that I have to regrettably solve. Well, I don't know that you feel bad about it. I thought he felt bad that like when he, he found out that her father died, even before knowing that she was a liability, that he felt like at, at, at the funeral, he was already sad in that way, in that way that, oh, wow, it sucks that. 
I caused a problem for myself in the future, and this will impact me negatively, and it's not just a free... Yeah, I didn't read that at all. That I, I read it completely as, like, we're supposed to be like, he feels bad for her because he, to some degree, cares about her, even if it's not, like, to the point of, like, romantic interest. Like, this is someone that... Well, that's right, what I'm saying. Yeah. You, could, you could feel bad that you hurt somebody without feeling bad that you did it. I think mm. it's more... He never considered surely anything but another person on the student council mm -hmm. until the kiss. And that's part of the shell shock is like everything clicking for him, but also realizing yeah. it came at the How cost. Do you of think it. a Clank's character's penis is? Is it to scale? Uh, they do a lot of Yaoi doujins, and it's just as horrifying as you think. <laughs> The answer is yes. That's literally like how they got their start. They've done some infamous <laughs> JoJo ones. Talk about noodle people. Chris is just <laughs> covering his face right now. Like, I, look, I guess I'll say as I guess the vagina is long as long as long to scale, so that's probably safe. Oh, I mean, I good news. Are the, are the Clamp has short? Clamp has never drawn a vagina in their life. I don't even know about the bones. You would think they would! <laughs> yeah, you would think that, but you would Chobits, think they would. <laughs> Chobits is a series about fucking robots where one of them has a power button in her vagina and you never see anything below a panty. Chobits is bad. <laughs> uh, yes, Awful we're never doing even. it for the show. Say it now. I second that notion. I think it's also hella out of print. You can do whatever you want. I just won't be here. It's fine. Just simple recording a solo podcast about Shobits Jesus Christ, no. You're not getting me to watch a whole Clamp series. This was on my list of maybe I'll take the season off because they did character designs. Don't you notably like Ray Earth, though? Yeah, they had one banger 25 years ago. We should cover Ray Earth, then, if we can. Same, to be honest. Look, I, I'll, I'll be here. I'll, I'll still say Angelic Layer is good. Also, the problem with the Ray Earth anime is it takes a three-volume manga and adapts it to, like, 50 episodes. You know, that's fine. We'll just replace it with the Super Robot Wars game. It'll be fine. You know, if it's I don't only think three that's volumes, shorter. I, I didn't say it would be shorter. Do I get to pick next? Uh, yeah, I believe it is you next. Or, or did, did you pick... Oh, Wait, no, no, no. Our uh, companion piece is going to be an equally good but problematic season one and an equally trash season two. I hope you look forward to learning about Iron-Blooded Orphans. <laughs> ah, I've wanted to watch that for a while. Oh, Great. Iron-Blooded Orphans Great. is Enjoy good, it. from what I remember. There's some stuff in there. Of not finishing it. <laughs> I, am in, I am in agreement with Chris that it really falls off after the break. Also, just like this Shirley stuff, there's some questionable content in Iron Blood Orphan. Oh, Ooh, no. yeah. Oh, no. But also, uh, there's definitely some stuff G-Witch takes from Iron Blooded Orphans and redoes. Also, the literal best mecha fights that I have seen Iron Blooded Orphans. Good stuff. Mm. I, I do, do like think you would fighting. like Witch from Mercury, by the way. No, yeah, you can't Mercury's do it. I'm not caught up. I, I, can't, I can't hear the spoilers. I'm, We're not going to discuss it. I'm just saying. There's going to be robots at Garrett. Oh, shit. Robots, robots and, and trauma. And, and a oh, tomato. Fuck. No, don't bring up that tomato. Several tomatoes, in fact. There's a whole yep. garden of them. <laughs> are they plot important? Yes. yes. I what is wrong with the Japanese? Why are the tomatoes You're thinking of Big O, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
No, also, no, it's... do not make the cold open me saying what is wrong with it. <laughs> Never cross. What Too part late. of I don't like mixing audio around did you not hear earlier? <laughs> no, it's just the, the tomatoes are mixing, the... You just control C, control V. Hey, the, the Garrett, take off your headphones for 10 seconds. Don't tell me. I think I'm, I might watch it if it's good. Uh, okay. It's explicitly the same tomato thing as Big O. It just takes no! it just takes a lot longer for that to come up. They can't keep getting like, away with this. They're literally growing tomatoes for the first half, and then you finally get that reveal later. That makes me upset. It's good though. It's horrifyingly good because this show grapples with the implications. And I can't believe that blonde. Oh, the blonde idiot was the mastermind. No, I can't. I- Stuff. Somehow I don't know. I haven't seen. The problem is my headphones are open back, so I could still hear some muffled yelling, but I don't know what it's about. Oh, that was me. That's Chris. Yeah. I, so, so well, you'd have to tell me what, what not, that means in terms of Big O, because I, I have not finished okay. Big O. Sh- I will tell you later. Okay. Because I'm curious now. Because I am. Garrett can leave it. I will talk about Big O. Let's, take, let's <laughs> podcast over. Peace out, fuckers. Peace. <laughs> Garrett does shows at journeythroughthedeckcast.com. We have a Patreon at pitchdrop.cash if you want more versions of this. And we have Lightning Strikes Thrice, a JRPG Games Club podcast elsewhere on the network. We'll be back in two episodes with episodes 15 and 16, a.k.a. Holy shit, it gets worse. What? No, it gets better. For Everything's going to be fine. <laughs> There's probably going to be some robot fights. Suzaku would be the face of the It Gets Better movement. Oh no! <laughs> That's the wrong kind of. It's get. It gets better, Sybil. <laughs> it gets better when you join the military. <laughs> no, he would absolutely think he was putting it. He would be Gal Gadot singing "Imagine." Oh God! God! <laughs> You're not wrong. That was, that was worth it just for Matt <laughs> processing everything I just implied. <sighs> <sighs> See you guys. Bye. Peace.